I'm glad to be back with you. You're listening to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. This is episode 127. I had a really good time at Comic-Con in San Diego, Comic-Con International. And guess who I met there? Our honorary brand ambassador, Jed Brophy. Hi, my name is Jed Brophy. I'm here at the San Diego Comic-Con. I have been trying to get to the San Diego Mobile Film Festival for about four or five years now, since Blue Moon first premiered in 2018. So uh, we made a film on a phone, an iPhone 7. We made a film in 30 hours with some uh, gear from Moondog Labs. And uh, that film went on to go into 29 festivals and win nine awards. Just goes to show you that if you have a phone in your pocket, you have the ability to make stories. So here I am on the biggest platform in the world talking about how to make films on the smallest component in the world. If you have that in your pocket, don't be afraid. Get out there and make stories because that's what it's all about. Very proud to be one of the ambassadors for the San Diego Mobile Film Festival run by the wonderful Susie Botello who's done it for 13 years. Get your films in, make sure you get them in. Get out there and start telling stories, get them into the competition. I'll be one of the judges. I'll, I'll make sure that I don't take any uh, favoritism, but um, let's see what you can make. It's a challenge for me to you, Jed Brophy, from San Diego Comic-Con and Lord of the Rings, the One Ring.net booth, Kakite, peace! MobileFilmFestival.com Now I can walk the red carpet with what's in my pocket. Hey, I don't have to do an introduction this time because I've got an introducer uh, with me tonight. Our good friend and brand ambassador, Aaron Naboos. Aaron, welcome back to the show. Woohoo! Thanks for having me back. It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been ignoring you. Well, on the podcast anyways. Definitely yeah, what's, what's, not what's in up real with, life. What's up with that? Where's the love? <laughs> We've uh, we've been so busy, you know, and then summer, I forgot kind of, you know, I have this list of, of people that are going to come on the podcast and I totally forgot that this is like the first summer since the pandemic and people are like flying around in Hawaii and <laughs> having a nice vacation all over town, um, all over the world, basically. And so it's been tough. Uh, speaking of tough... Um, how was Comic-Con? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, luckily for those of uh, out of you out there who uh, follow my Comic-Con Fit group, um, I've been walking a lot uh, in prepar- preparation for Comic-Con. So at least when it comes to, you know, being able to walk, you know, all those miles and steps, my, my legs and feet my body were pretty much okay by the end of four and a half days. So I think I ended up walking about, uh, just to say, run it off to like 35 miles in, in all. So it's pretty good. It's Dang. a little bit little bit under my, my, uh, my usual amount of steps. But uh, I, Did I you stay under the speed limit while you were doing that, that many miles? Was it, was it like 55 miles per hour? Or? Actually, I got a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> from the comic-con police <laughs> that's right those want to be secured want to be uh, those security guards the the downtown that that area right there was just popping um every single day um i i was able to get out and on sunday actually i went out sunday is the day when 
for you listeners is the day that I go out with, now I bring my gear with me every single day. I bring, you know, microphone, my, my little stabilizer and, and all that stuff. Right. And (laughs) I, I just, I always end up so busy and so, how should I call it? Just excited, I suppose, that it's only usually on Sunday when I actually really interview people. Um, but during the rest of the time, I'm I'm shooting B-roll and I'm actually just doing handheld. I don't pull out the gear or anything for that. I just do a lot of handheld B-roll camera moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I caught that. Uh, one of the t- a few things that I wanted to talk about uh, regarding mobile filmmaking in um, in the uh, Comic Con, I shouldn't call it mobile filmmaking, but smartphone video production, right or shooting. Um, I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about uh, one of our other ambassadors uh, from New Zealand that was there. And I want to talk about our sponsor for and our good friend also, um, who you were in a, a panel with as the moderator. But why don't you share a little bit about that for guys um, talking about Keith and Jones Kid Comics, who sponsored our film festival this year. But he's also, um, you know, come to the film festival several times, several times, you know, popped in and we've gone to his event, um, you know, Black Comics Day here in San Diego since the inaugural one. So, Aaron, tell us a little bit about about this momentous experience that Keithan had because it, it was pretty epic. Yes. Um, our good friend Keithan Jones, he, he's a... Uh, He's an independent comic book creator. He owns um, uh, Kid Comics, his own publishing company, and he's the creator, illustrator, writer, inker of uh, The Power Knights. Uh, it's a sort of uh, story that's been brewing inside his head since he was 11 years old, and uh, now that he's a little bit older, I won't say how old he is, um, he's uh, sort of brought that dream to fruition, and um, he's made, his, made that comic book a reality. And um, he, during the course of, I think the last maybe uh, five or six years since I've known him, he's made a lot of headway when it comes to, um, you know, comic book creating uh, and and becoming a a sort of uh, authority when it comes to independent comic books. Um, And also, I'll I'll talk a little bit bit about later, but he created something called Black Comics Day, which is an important uh, sort of uh, event that happens here in San Diego. Uh, 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 during African um, or Black History Month uh, in February. So um, basically the how the panel came together was um, uh, he was a special guest at uh, San Diego Comic Con this year and uh, it's sort of on the back of him becoming uh, a, an Eisner Awards uh, judge back in, uh, I think it was last year. So, so the Eisner Awards are basically the Oscars of comic books. So um, it's it's a really big event, um, and a lot of well-known you know writers and, and illustrators and um, uh, comic book companies attend. So it's 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 one of those prestigious events. Uh, since he was a special guest at this year's Comic Con, uh, they gave him a sort of spotlight panel that he can sort of talk about his uh, his journey as a creator. And um, 
I was honored that he asked me to be the moderator. Um, so um, he's been on the podcast, on well, my podcast, The Hall H Show, maybe four or five times already. And uh, I've gotten to know him uh, throughout the years, and we've become really good friends. And um, <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, since he lives here in San Diego, because um, usually they, when you're a special guest, they'll fly you out, put you up in a hotel, uh, you know, give you, you know, 100 bucks or 50, bucks a, 50, 50 bucks a day to spend on food. Um, wow, so nice. pick you from the airport if, um, if, if you know, as, as well. So, But since he lives here in San Diego, he decided to fly out uh, his co-writer, uh, Noble Ward, uh, to, uh, uh, to San Diego Comic-Con. So Noble Ward, this is like his first uh, true Comic-Con experience, and he's spoiled right off the bat because <laughs> not only does he get to be flown out here uh, from Atlanta, um, but uh, he gets picked up from the airport. They put him up in the in a hotel room, and they give him free food basically for the for the next four four or five days. So um, uh, it's an incredible experience for him, I'm sure. Um, so seems that he was having a uh, spotlight panel on himself. Um, he he wanted Noble Ward to be part of it as well. So basically, the the name of the of the panel was the Power Knights realizing a childhood dream. And um, it took place last Friday. Um, and pretty much, you know, I, I, I covered, you know, uh, Keithan's sort of start um, as a comic book creator, which started at a very young age. Uh, we talked about how Star Wars was a big factor in his sort of epiphany of how, like, oh, wow, that is, this is such an epic thing that uh, it sort of uh, put into motion his, uh, his sort of what he could make uh, as well. So... His first comic book that he made was an actual sequel to Star Wars. So that was an interesting thing to share. A long, long time ago in the galaxy far, far away in San Diego, a child named Keithan Jones wanted to be a comic book artist. That was his dream. And he grew up realized that he had to do something to make a living. So he became a graphic designer. He was pretty successful, ups and downs, but he always, what he really wanted to do was be a comic book artist. So one day at his job, a little voice in his head got really loud and said, it's time to go. And he reached back into his past where he created the Power Knights. And here they are, Power Knights. Created at the age of 11 years old, and they've been with him his entire life, and that was his bridge to creative freedom. He sat down, spent every night for two years, working till 3 a.m. in the morning, writing and drawing the Power Nights. Created a company called Kids, which stands for the Kid and You Never Dies, as you can see on my cap. And he put the book out in 2014 and it's gotten larger every year since and this year it's the first year san diego comic-con has recognized keith and jones as a special guest the creator of the power nice and i'm very grateful for it because i've been working tirelessly as they say on this project and this is the culmination, issue one of The Power Knights, written by myself, drawn by myself, colored by myself, co-writer Noble Ward, and colorist Salif 
Thompson, my youngest brother. He is a colorist in, uh, in training. He's helped, he's helped me out tremendously. And we hope you all get into the story. It's basically a story about former tyrants who have an opportunity to be heroes on earth. Uh, in their past, they were forced to do terrible things and to please this king. They escaped him, but they were sentenced to death for what they did. However, they survived their death sentence, and now they have a new lease on life on a new planet, which is our planet, Earth. And they have a chance to be heroes or villains. This time, it's their choice. So read the book to find out what they decide to do. And that is basically my story. And I will be going to different stores across the West Coast and eventually across the rest of the country and eventually across the world to promote Power Nights and everything I do with kids. So uh, I want to congratulate officially Keithan for, you know, for being a guest on that spotlight. Um, and we know he's just going to soar from here. Right, Aaron? Do you think he'll remember us a few years from now? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're sort of running the same circles. We see each other all the time. So there's no way he's going to forget about us. <laughs> us little people. <laughs> uh, you, you never know, you guys. Uh, you know, he wants to go worldwide with what he's doing and he should. So he may end up where you are. But just remember that name, Keith and Jones. Um, Aaron, what are you, what um, you were using you um, when you came to our film festival, uh, you filmed what and you're you're using iPhones now, right? Well, yeah, I did switch to, to an iPhone just because it just made my workflow easier because I, I work on a Mac, a Mac mm -hmm. Pro. And, um, you know, when I'm, you know, you know, the the, uh, the notes app. Yeah, I use it all the time. Me too. Um, and it just made it more easier just to just to make it you know, consistent because I can write my notes on my computer. I can go to lunch and then continue writing notes on my phone. Um, and, uh, and it syncs, you know, the, yeah. the, everything syncs, your contacts, your mm -hmm. calendar, everything syncs up. And, and I just, and I just got an Apple watch. So that just makes my life even more easier. So, you know, I still, I still, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not good at wearing, um, I can wear like simple earthy kind of bracelets. Uh huh. Uh, but I don't like watches. I never enjoyed wearing a watch. It always felt intrusive, you know. Um, I guess the only thing I don't like is a tan line. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, you know, you could tell who's driving the car most of the time because it's either their left or their right arm that gets tanned, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess if you live in Australia or in the UK, right, though, um, I guess it's the other arm. Because you drive oh, on right, the other right. side. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're going. What is she talking about? Uh, but yeah, I I just I'm not used to that. Um, and and I see that almost as, you know. So there's four Apple products, right? So there's you well actually five, right? If you think about the desktop, right? The Apple, you know. Well, I guess we can count computers as one. Yeah. One thing. Well, no, but see, then there's laptops, which are portable. Well, yeah. And then there's the middle child that I call the, the iPad. Mm -hmm. And then there's the iPhone. And then there's the watch, right? Yep. So if you go down the line, for me, it's like, well, I'm okay with the laptop. And then I've got the, the iPhone. And I'm cool with that. Um, 
I've never had an iPad. Um, I've seen them. I think they're cool, you know, but I've never had them because I'm constantly thinking about where I'm going to, how I'm going to budget everything. And I invest a lot into, you know, the things that I do with mobile filmmaking, like the uh, film festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why, you know, and, and I'm not experimenting a lot. I will have to tell you guys. Um, so I had an issue with um, video from our event where some of it was HDR. And I usually simply just use GarageBand to edit my videos. And this time I couldn't. You because, mean iMovie? iMovie? Yeah, in iMovie. Oh, what did I say? GarageBand. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm. <laughs> that's where I make the music. <laughs> uh, but one of the one of the things about that was that it wasn't handling the HDR, and it kind of like threw me out for a curve. And so I had to use listener me like I had to use uh, DaVinci Resolve, and it was a learning curve. But it brought me back to my older you know, Final Cut Pro days, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't take that long for me to get it, you know, and you watched the video, it was all right, right? Yeah. And uh, and I'm talking about our film festival event video. So, uh, Aaron, when you film uh, at um, Comic-Con, did you get any B-roll and things like that of the exhibits and all that? No, I didn't do any that much filming this time around. God, I was, that's all I, I was, did. I think I was I was I I purposely wanted to be a regular con goer, except for my panel on Friday. Yeah, that's that was pretty much my only commitment. So, well, I I I couldn't stop. As a matter I, of fact, I just because when I'm moving, I'm naturally seeing moments, right? So. I was taking photos and shooting B-roll and taking photos and shooting B-roll. But at the same time, here's something that was really, really interesting. I was literally, <laughs> I made this up, um, and one of the volunteers at Comic-Con, I was talking to her and she said, I'm going to use that now with your permission uh, or without your permission. I can't remember exactly what she said because we were both laughing. But I said, I, I spent the entire time that I spent uh, at Comic-Con drinking stories Mm -hmm. because everybody that was there, you know, Comic-Con got postponed just like our film festival, right? And when people finally were able to go, they were so excited and so, I mean, it was kind of emotional for a lot of them as well, finally being there because Comic-Con, it's not just an event, it's a culture, you know, it's a big community. Um, and I could totally understand that. So, you know, me, naturally, I love to talk to people and I love to share stories and, you know, listen to their stories. And, and, and it was just unbelievable to me that everyone I approached, you know, it was a it was a natural conversation, story sharing, right? Yeah, and it was just so overwhelmingly awesome. Like I just don't even know how to explain it, but it was it was a really good energy, really good vibe with people. You could really connect with people. Um, it was it was just fantastic. I had such a good time doing that. 
Yeah, I agree. I think even for the most part, if I wasn't in, in a panel, I was definitely on the floor uh, talking to people, uh, especially, like I said, in Artist Alley and Small Press, because I haven't seen a lot of these people in three years. So uh, whether it's, you know, in those areas or, or just walking around, I would see somebody that I haven't seen in such a long time. And, you know, I, with every intention of just maybe, you know, saying a quick hello, how are you? How are you doing? Maybe maybe just spending like, uh, you know, 15 minutes at the most, you know, talking to them because I was on, on my way to, to a panel. Uh, right. I would, it, would, it would end up being like an hour, hour and a half just talking. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, th- you know I, I, I didn't get to do maybe 50% of everything that I wanted to do at the convention center simply because I was catching up with a lot of people. Um, it was both cathartic and, you know, just exciting just to, to, to sort of reconnect and network with a lot of people that I haven't seen, seen in such a long time and, and meet new people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a creator named Brian Tillman. He has a panel that I like to uh, attend uh, whenever I can. It's, it's how to pitch and promote yourself. And one of the things that he first does uh, at the beginning of the panel is he makes you say hello to the people that are next to you, you know, because his biggest thing is, you know, why, why are you shy here at Comic-Con? You're here with your tribe. You should be making every effort to, to network and, and to get to know, you know, the people here. You know, you should take that chance and, and, and see where it goes because where else you can have this opportunity, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I always take that to heart and I appreciate, you know, that he, he you know, he promotes that because uh, it's true. I mean, you're you're there with people who are supposedly like-minded, and who's you know, probably liked almost almost all the things that you like, or at least can appreciate it. So you know, you should take that that extra moment in time to you know, if you're stuck in line, you know, talk to the person next to you because you you're going to be there for a couple hours. You might as well strike up a conversation. You know, <laughs> that that is me. I, I we just we just crossed paths, our eyes met. Now we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> right. That's that's me. Mm-hmm. I can totally understand. There were people there, though, that were, you could tell, were um, uh, introverted more. Oh, yeah, um, of course. And uh, I, you're going to, okay, I'm going to share something. Um, you're not going to believe this. I don't think anybody that's listening is going to believe this if they know anything about me because I love interacting with strangers. I am not shy to, you know, yell something across the parking lot. If I th- if I see somebody way across in the parking lot and there's something, right, I'll shout it out. No big deal. I don't get embarrassed in that way. I get embarrassed in other things, <laughs> being put in front of the camera for one. Uh, but I don't get embarrassed in interacting with strangers. But I know people do. I know some people do. You know what I'm saying? And I understand that. Because <laughs> when I was little, you know those kids that you approach and you approach, you know, your your friend maybe has a little child and you approach them and their little child begins to twirl around and hide between their parents' legs. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I was super shy. Erin, do you believe that? No. yes i was you know what broke me oh yeah i was about to ask you i know well because that's a natural question like what the heck uh what happened was when i was about uh 18 19 i can't remember exactly 
I was very young. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was looking for a job and I fell into this, uh, this, this job where it was selling stuff, you know, like stereos and all kinds of different things. Um, and the thing about it is you would go out with a couple of people, right, in a car. <laughs> I got to tell you, this was a blast. But you would go out with people and you would just like go out and pitch people and sell these things. You know, you, you have your permits and all that stuff to do it. Well, the thing is that I was really shy at the time and I was like, I don't know if I could do this. You want me to just walk up to a stranger and sell them something and make a pitch and then take their money, basically. Yeah, that's the work, you know. So I started feeling more and more comfortable. And that's where my my outgoing personality came from. You know, I would dare myself. You know, I would pace back and forth, you know, and and then approach somebody or, you know, go to into a business and and hey you know blah, blah you know it was just something that i learned to do and so if you're shy one of the best things to do is to go into sales because you're not going to make any money unless you force yourself to talk to people but what it does teach you is how to read people as mm, well right and that's part of the interaction it's a two-way stream in communication there's it's like the giving and the taking. You know, there's the, um, in the old days, in the history, right, uh, the call and the response, right? And that's, that's, that's why I'm not as shy anymore. You know, it's funny you mention that because I think that's what's one thing that's missing with, uh, you know, with a lot of podcasting that I've been doing recently. Uh, you know, a lot of my podcasts before were in person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that, uh, you know, with, with the pandemic, it's been more, you know, virtual. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I miss picking up on on uh, visual cues from the person that I'm, that I'm interviewing, because uh, I think that really adds a different element to to the interview. <laughs> yeah. And do you also now, because you've been doing it more remotely, also now pick up on the more on the, you know, the cues that that are not visual <laughs> auditory cues <laughs> oh yeah yeah of course but it's still still different you know yeah it's always a little different um i remember when we recorded our some of these episodes at Lestat's coffee shop here in in san diego <laughs> that was fun <laughs> <laughs> there were things happened sometimes you know but um but yeah i i've been recording remotely and and it was part of the reasons why why i started this podcast was because the people that we met that became part of this mobile filmmaking community were usually in another country and it was hard during our film film festival you know it was a limited time that you have with people uh to sit down with them and and really have a huge conversation with that person, nevertheless, record it, right? Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember the first time we did a podcast right after the festival. Yeah. And uh, I think we hooked up your your audio recorder and my audio recorder. 
Yeah. And we had like how many mics and how many guests on that podcast? We had that round table. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) That was was so much fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. (laughs) The reason why we had to do that, you guys, was because we didn't have enough microphones (laughs) to (laughs) go around, you know. Uh, I remember uh, everybody that was there, actually. Um, we we are now open, just FYI, uh, which means for your information. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, I, I want to make sure everybody around the world understands what I'm talking about here. Um, so we are accepting film submissions right now. <clears throat> but there's a there's a little thing that we've changed. Over the years, we've been... Uh, a lot of people have asked us to to uh, allow them to submit films that are longer than five minutes. Now, when we started our film festival, uh, the very first one, Erin, it was one to three minutes. And it was like, that's good enough to share a story and prove to people you can do this. And then right after the first one, we went into one to five minutes. But we're... <laughs> We're going to be going into 12 years now. Uh, this is our 12th edition of the film festival. So uh, after a few conversations and some deliberation, uh, we raised the time. So the minimum amount for the short films is now three minutes. Uh, but the maximum time is 10 minutes. And we just want to be fair with everybody because... Um, because people will undoubtedly wonder, well, why don't you just make it any, any, sure, we'd get probably more films that way. But in reality, when we're programming our in-person event, um, we have to think about the time that we have for each program. And we also have feature films, you know, feature length films uh and it's a weekend event really so it it gets a little hard along with all the other things that we do at the film festival because it's pretty celebratory and also we work on inspiring everybody and we like for people to participate uh like uh if you remember in our film festival Aaron uh Ryan and Brandy McDonald Mm -hmm. you know coming down to uh do a workshop, a mobile filmmaking workshop uh, presentation, and it was great, actually. Um, but so we it's three to ten minutes for the short films. The feature length films are the same, 40 to 120 minutes or two hours. And then we also have, if you you know about this, Erin, um, we have a screenplay competition. Mm. And uh, the screenplay competition is for short films, thinking, low budget. If, if, I mean, most screenplays are not written for the camera. You know, they're not. They're based on, it, this is going to be a, a film of this budget or that budget. So just thinking low budget. But in the back of your mind, oh, it's going to be shot with a mobile phone. Uh, but four to eight minute films. And... Also, we got one that I'm really excited about uh, that will expand the community of film and content creators and video along with the mobile uh, enthusiasts, smartphone enthusiasts for creating content. 
And that is frame a story, one story in one frame. And it's a smartphone photo challenge. So you mm. can use all brands for any of these things that we're talking about, any phone camera. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what people turn in. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, so that should be interesting. Um, but outside of that, I want everybody to note it now because <laughs> it's always on the last weekend of April is when we have our film festival. And that's going to be next year in 2023. It's going to be April 28th through the 30th. So mark your calendar. You too, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it right. I'll do it right now. Erin, <laughs> um, um, is there anything from our film festival that really, really inspired you enough to to share with our listeners? Um, it's really the same thing that inspires me and makes me want to help you every year. Um, it's just the the community. You know, I want to help you build a, a community of, of mobile filmmakers and. Every year I, I, I meet somebody new or I, I meet new people, new filmmakers who just, you know, make me go, wow. You know, it's just incredible uh, that, you know, what these people can accomplish with, with the smartphone. And I think more people need to learn about it. So, uh, yeah, anything I can do to help you out, I'm, I'm, I'm there for you. Well, thank you. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention about this year's film festival, which was so cool, was that we had, you know, I mentioned Ryan you know, and Brandy, uh, they submitted their film into our film festival in 2020. They were going to come out, actually. And that was the that was the first year we had to cancel, not cancel, but, you know, rethink ourselves. <laughs> um, and that was uh, Married and Loving It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feature film. So they came. They were there. And also Levi Austin Morris, who's been working on a film. Uh, I think it's called Paralysis. Um, But he also submitted a film in 2020. I believe it was in 2020. Um, And yes, and he also came to the film festival because he was in L.A., right? So he came down to the film festival. So it was really neat to have filmmakers from previous years. And I'm saving the last one that was there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know who I'm talking about, right? I am. I do know. So it was really awesome to also have. And she was also uh, one of the judges for the feature film panel, Jennifer Zhang, who made Sharon... Uh, who won the best feature film in 2021. So it was yeah. great having... It was really good. I like that film. Yes. I was not expecting, uh, you know, that many actual filmmakers to come out to the festival, including the filmmakers, as you know, uh, that won the, the fourth runner-up award, uh, Caroline Spence and James Smith. Mm, yeah, they're awesome people. <laughs> yeah, and they also, and also, you know, they're uh, Kelly Calabrese. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how I say their last name, I'm always. And then it was uh, Rob Roworth as well. So that was that was pretty cool to also have. You know, it was just it was really neat. It it almost felt like 
old times, sort of speak. Um, and and it was really neat to celebrate what you all are doing. And we were celebrating the people that couldn't come. Our sponsor is for the podcast is Jambox.io. And basically, they have music. You know, they have music. Some of their tracks are divided so that you can manipulate each track for each instrument for your films, which is really, really cool. And we may get a little bit of a small commission, um, but if you want to try them out, you can get a 20% discount. And so all you have to do is put in the promo code SBP, imagine that, right? SBP20 during your checkout and you'll get that 20% discount. Um, they have a lot. I love their website. Have you seen their website, Aaron? I'm, I'm on it right now, actually. You like the art in there? Yeah, it looks good. Looks like, really cool, I, huh? I like the, I like the desaturated uh, image, imagery. What I find really cool about it, you know, like when I had that video that I had to do the, the event video, I went ahead and used uh, a few, well, actually all the tracks that I used in that video are from them. Mm, nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just brings, I mean, it's better than GarageBand. I mean, <laughs> sound quality wise, you know, you cannot compare. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that because, um, like I said, it's been a while since we've last had uh, our episode of the podcast. So, <laughs> 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 all right. So where can we people uh, follow you, Aaron? Um, they can just look me up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and my handles are all the same on, on all of them. It's uh, Aaron Nabus, A-A-R-O-N-N-A-B-U-S, and you can also follow um, HallH.com, that's H-A-L-L-H-D-O-T-C-O-M, and that'll take you to my podcast, uh, The Hall H Show. So dot, you actually spell out dot, yeah. Yeah, Hall H dot. That. Okay. Yeah, because our because our website's hallh.com. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but okay, cool. No, I just wanted to make sure that people got that, and we're also on Instagram, mobile film SD. All right. Hey, thanks for coming on the show, Aaron. You want to say goodbye to our friends? Goodbye, my friends, and uh, go go make movie on your smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> we want to see it at the next year's festival, so get to it.